the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Leading up to every decision of rebellion, also called sin, is a process that's called temptation. And if we can catch temptation before temptation catches us, then we can short-circuit that fall into failure. Now, chapter 10 of 1 Corinthians reveals seven truths about temptation. Welcome to a broadcast we call Study Verse by Verse with our teacher, Pastor Leighton Sheely, from Church of the Highlands in San Bruno on the web at highlands.us. And I'm Mike Trout. Yesterday, we ended the broadcast with Pastor Leighton uh, talking about the second of those seven truths. And today, we'll pick up from there as we continue through a series he's calling The Art of Living. Number three, all temptation is common to man. And it's important for us to be reminded of this because sometimes when they're in the midst of, of, of temptation, there'll be a little thought that comes into our mind from someplace saying, no one has ever had to endure temptation like I'm having to endure temptation in this moment. And that's an effort, an attempt to excuse the subsequent failure. The Bible tells us very, very clearly there is no temptation except what is common to all of us. Fourth, it tells us that God is faithful. That He's promised to never leave us nor forsake us. That when we're going through temptation, He is always there with us. When we succeed, He is present. When we fail, He is present. God is always with us. He is faithful. We can never say, the reason I failed is because God left me. God failed me. God abandoned me. Number five, he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. Your ability. Your ability may be different than mine in in any given area. And you see, God knows each of us meticulously. He knows what your threshold is in a certain temptation, what my threshold is in a certain temptation, and it's not the same threshold. And he will not allow you to be tempted beyond your ability. Number six, it tells us that God will make a way of escape for us. God will make a way of escape for us. But we have to be paying attention when the way of escape comes. So we, we take the way of escape because an opportunity for escape may not be open-ended. But God will always make a way of escape for us. And then seven, God limits temptation so that we can endure it. That means to bear up under, that he will never allow a temptation to overwhelm us. He knows how much we can handle, and he never allows that temptation to exceed our capacity. Those are seven truths about temptation. Let's look at seven steps in James chapter 1. Seven steps. These are the seven steps that temptation takes in order to lure us into, seduce us into rebellion against God. In James chapter 1, verse 13 and following, Let no one say, 
When he is tempted, I am tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, and he, he himself tempteth no man. But each man is tempted when he is drawn away by his own lust and enticed. Then the lust, when it hath conceived, beareth sin. And the sin, when it is full grown, bringeth forth death. Be not deceived, my beloved brethren. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there can be no variation, neither shadow that is cast by turning. And so in this passage, we find described for us the seven steps that temptation follows in order to seize the believer. And you'll notice it's, it's a terminology that's used of fishing. As a fisherman wants to catch fish, so sin wants to catch us. First off, it tells us that temptation wants us to believe that God is at fault. That God is at fault for me failing in this temptation. You know, God knows everything. And he knew that I was going to be in this spot. And he, he could have made it so I didn't end up in this spot. It's really God's fault. It's incredible how imaginative we can become in trying to put blame on God or someone else. And it's an inherited trait. It goes back, like way, way back. Remember what Adam said? He said, the man, the man said, it was the woman that you gave me who gave me the fruit and I, and I ate it. Adam blamed Eve. Eve blamed the serpent. Uh, and in fact, they're both blaming God because both Eve and the serpent were made by God. You know, we can have a tendency to blame God. And that then excuses us from the responsibility. Well, the scripture tells us God's not at fault. Number two, it says, don't be deceived. See, every temptation wants to deceive uh, the fish bites the worm, not the hook. The worm looks really, really good and hides the hook. Temptation looks really, really good, but it hides the hook. Temptation wants you to believe that it is a really small price to pay for sin. But we know from God's word that's not true. We know that sin costs Jesus Christ going to Calvary because he had to pay the wages of our sin. We know that when we commit a sin, we're, not, we're affected, and so are those around us as well. Don't be deceived. Temp- number three, temptation wants to get your attention. You're swimming along, and all of a sudden, this little worm comes right across your face. It distracts you away from whatever it was that, that you're doing. Fourth, temptation can only work because of our own desires. One person may have a desire for one thing. Somebody else might have a desire for something else. Somebody struggles with one weakness. Somebody else struggles with something else. Somebody has a a sin issue with one thing, and somebody else has a sin issue with another. Some of us might uh, be tempted to to steal if we walk into a store. Some of us uh, might be tempted in pornography. Each of us has a different weakness, a different appetite. And what sin is going to do is it's going to try to find our appetite. Just recently I had an opportunity to uh, spend some time with some of the men of our church who are great fishermen. And uh, I watched with fascination how they tried to get those fish. Um, They used, uh, in some cases, super bait. 
and in some cases, pink ladies, which is a fish lure, just so we're all clear about that. <laughs> Superbait worked for some fish, and pink ladies worked for other fish. And, uh, you know, temptation is going to find a lure that works for you. And if you salivate on that worm long enough, you're going to be enticed. That's the point at which you make the decision to bite. And once that takes place, then conception is the point at which you take action. But always remember that sin results in death when it's full grown. It wants to kill you. If you're inclined to just be reminded that sin wants to kill you. Sin wants to kill you when it's full grown. How do you keep sin from getting full grown? Kill it when it's small. Kill it when it's young. Kill it when it's weak. Kill sin when it's small. Kill it quickly. Romans 8, 13 and 14 says, For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. We need to be walking in the presence of the Lord, sensitive to the leading of the Lord, sensing His prompting, His warnings, because He lives within us. Are we ever going to achieve holiness in this life? No. First John 1 John 1.8 says, If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. When will we have the opportunity to overcome temptation? When we're dead. When we're dead and we no longer have this flesh to contend with. Until that time, throughout all of our life, we're going through a process of sanctification when we cooperate with the Holy Spirit in cleansing us from our appetites towards uh, rebellion. How do we accomplish this? By devoting ourselves to the very same thing that those early believers did. And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, which we find in Scripture, the reading of the New Testament, and fellowship, being connected with one another. Real fellowship, genuine, authentic fellowship with one another, and to the breaking of bread and then prayers. It's so very, very important for us to have real, authentic Christian community because it's only in that where we're going to be sanctified. We can't be sanctified on our own. Sanctification is a process that requires genuine Christian community. And here at Highlands, we have opportunities, many opportunities, to get into genuine community in our Sunday school classes and our midweek classes and especially, folks, in our growth groups. And this is the week that we're starting growth groups. And if you've not chosen to be in a growth group, I really want to encourage you to get that list out, find a growth group, get involved, and, and find that genuine Christian community. We are involved in spiritual warfare because God is invading his creation. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. And the other side wants to seduce and lure you into rebellion. You know, many times as we're going through our day, we become very, very myopic. We're thinking about work. We're thinking about our family. We're thinking about our bills. We're thinking about all of these kinds of things, and we, and we live in a very small picture. 
It's when we get together in Christian community that we're reminded of the big picture. And it's very, very important for us to keep the big picture in mind, that we're reminded each and every day of the big picture. Well, if you've joined us partway through this message, you're listening to a broadcast, a daily visit from Church of the Highlands in San Bruno, featuring the teaching of Pastor Leighton Sheely. And he's just ending part one of a series dealing with the art of living. And we'll pick up with the second message tomorrow. I hope you can come along with us. We are on the web at Study Verse by Verse. You can listen to the broadcasts again when you go to that website. Again, that's studyversebyverse.com. I don't think I mentioned that. Studyversebyverse.com. And the church is on the web at highlands.us, a church connecting people to God and to each other located in San Bruno. Again, that's highlands.us. All the details about the church can be found there, including past sermons, the ministries that are available on an ongoing basis, and all of the activities happening within the community. That's highlands.us. I'm Mike Trout. Thanks for joining us today. And tomorrow at this same time, we'll once again open the Word of God and study with Pastor Leighton Sheely, verse by verse.